All right. Good evening, lunatics. It is February 9th, 2024. We're back with you for another episode of the podcast. We have some announcements to make. We've got some probably stuff to rant and rave about. Um, somebody even said their mom let him stay up past his bedtime to watch this stream. So, I mean, you know, we got, uh, what was that TikTok comment? Guy said, we're the Harvard of trucking. That's yeah. good stuff right there. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we, uh, gosh, we're what, six weeks away from the truck show. So that's, that's getting exciting. Um, is it that, is it that far? Well, it's, uh, no, uh, it's two weeks away. It's two weeks from this Friday, two weeks from tonight. Uh, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. No, the truck show starts on the 21st, actually, Wednesday of March. We're in February. Oh, oh it's a March. We're in, we're in February. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Good evening from Long Island, New York. Long Island. Long Island. I've, I've tried not to go there, but I've been there a couple of times. Um, so on the, uh, I, I don't, I don't know the exact date yet, but on the 12th, I'm going to be having a meeting, um, to put together the technical things. Uh, the blue ribbon podcast is going to be added to the audio road network with Kevin Rutherford. So we're very excited about that, that Kevin is going to put our show in with Rolling Toe and the Power Hour and Trucking Business and Beyond. So that, that's kind of a big deal for us. You know, we've been friends and fans of Kevin for a long time. Um, he's having a CMC. Now, <clears throat> I have a question about that because it says Certified Master Carrier. Mm-hmm used to be certified master contractor, right? So is he doing something more carrier specific on this, this event? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Well, um, so that'll be happening at the truck show. I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, seating is limited, um, but 200, 200 seats, 200 seats. So you'll have to go to the mats website and you can register there as a part of your uh, registration for the truck show. You can add Kevin's certified master carrier. If, um, you've, if you've already registered, you can go in and manage your registration and add it to it. Yeah. Um, so that'll be, are we, are we going, are we going to be there for that? We're going to be there for that, right? I registered. I don't know if you did. I registered. Right okay. Um, so yeah, so that, that's exciting. Kind of be brought into the Kevin Rutherford family. Um, Let's see what else has happened this week. Um, uh, gosh, I should take notes during the week because it seemed like there was something we probably ought to talk about, and now I can't remember it. Um, and uh, well, we'll let the comments kind of lead us and see where we go. I haven't seen any. Uh, <clears throat> well, let me read Mark the mailman. Thank you for doing this podcast. I really look forward to it every week. You guys are amazing. I can't believe anybody would criticize the way you go about your business, but that's the world we live in. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's not the case. Okay. Listen, there's people that criticize the sun coming up in the morning. You know, I believe we handed out gold nuggets. People bitch about. Oh, 100. percent. There, there would be there would be complaints, uh, no doubt. I <laughs> I had a I had a, a talk with my daughter this morning at 6 a.m. driving her to work, and I kind of came to this. Um, 
I came to this realization, and I think I kind of mentioned this last week a little bit, but I'm going to reiterate because I think it's important. Uh, being a being a father of children between nine and seventeen, I watch my peers um, really push their kids, uh, make a plan, which I, I think there's nothing wrong with making plans, setting goals. Um, you know, future casting, casting a vision. Uh, but they kind of seem to be stuck. I've got one wheel off in the rut of, of pushing everyone to go to college. And there's a great TikTok account called degreefree.co that I think everybody, if you have a child between 16 and 20, you should be watching these, these, these TikToks. And they have a podcast on YouTube as well. And a couple of things that they say that I love is she calls it buying a degree, right? And it's a very specific phrase that she uses there. Well, if you're going to buy a degree, it's, it changes. It changes how you look at that. You are buying a product of the academic industrial complex. That's another thing that I stole from her. You are buying a product, paying $100,000 for it from the academic industrial complex. And going deep in debt right out of the gate. Right. Very, very deeply in debt. And there's no guarantee whatsoever um, that you'll get a return on that purchase, that purchase of that degree, that piece of paper. There's no guarantee that you'll ever make enough money, regardless of student loan debts. Take that and set it to say. Let's imagine you just wrote a check for $100,000 or you, you know, got a job in what they call work your way through college. There's still no guarantee that, that, that the value of that document is going to be enough to cover the investment that you make in it. We talk about that with trucks. We have a number. $40,000 is a reasonable amount of capital to expend for the return that you can earn off of that investment. And so I told my daughter this morning, I said, I want you to realize something that just about everything that has happened in my life over the last six years has been kind of by accident. There was no plan. When my truck blew up in April of 2017, I was a broke, unemployed truck driver. That was the extent of my skill set. Uh, the value that I could bring to the market was that of a truck driver. All right. In the last six years, I have, I have built a, a resume, if you will, um, to where I could be employed, I could be valuable to a, let me say that way. I could be valuable to someone, uh, as a fleet manager, as a maintenance coordinator, as a mechanic, um, as a truck driver. Um, I've, I've, I've gotten to dabble my hands in bookkeeping, right? Organization, event planning. There's so many skills that I have picked up along the way and there was never in 2018, when I bumped into Larry, all right, well, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to drive this truck and then I'm going to learn this and I'm going to learn that and learn that and learn that. All of it has come almost by happenstance, right? There was never, there was never a great master plan. And we've even said, uh, admitted that when we started doing this podcast, that it would be valuable to the company. It was, I like telling stories. He liked telling stories. I wanted people to hear his stories. 
Hey, let's, let's do the podcast, but never in a million years did we believe that it could turn into what it has turned into. And so I told us, I want you to, I want you to key in on the lesson here. Number one, the first, what's the first thing that I did to set all of this in motion. I raised my hand and took responsibility. I took full responsibility for my life. I took full responsibility for my choices. I took full responsibility for the consequences of those choices. And then I set in motion. And then I began to put the needs of others ahead of my own personal needs. When I left to go to drive for Larry, my cousin drove me to Indianapolis to drop me off. And he said, when are you going to be home? And I said, brother, I couldn't tell you. Because all I knew at that point was that I was broke, about to get foreclosed on, and the thing, the one thing that was going to stop that from happening was me closing the left door, put my foot on the gas, and keep that truck loaded. And that's what I did. But there was never any notion, hell, for the three years, you know, three and three and a half years, I guess, that I that I actively drove a truck, that I forsook, forsook is that a, ask Mary Lou, is that, a, is that a word? Forsook, I don't think that's a word. That's a past tense of forsake. I never, um, I never put my personal needs ahead of home and freight. Everything had to come second. Um, because that was the position that I was in. I eventually became more valuable in this chair. chair. Um, I could still drive. I could still drive today but I can't drive and do what I do now. So my value increased to where um, I didn't have to drive a truck anymore. And what we're trying to do with this program is get people to the point where their value can rise enough and they can become more valuable as the owner of that equipment and maybe the manager of that equipment so they don't have to be the driver of that equipment. So... I mean, we have a plan, right? We have an 18-month, four-phase training program that you can go through, and we can point you in the direction. Uh, I saw a YouTube comment the other day. So I'd like to talk to the guy that says you can make a million dollars in trucking. I'm like, well, I, that's that's me. I said that. He said that. And I said, and I, would you like me to say it again? I'll say it one more time. But value you have to be valuable in the marketplace and unfortunately people from my age and down about 20 years have been <clears> sold <throat> have been sold a marketing campaign and, and a pr campaign that says oh well if you'll only come here and sign this piece of paper that please don't read you know that to me the 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 unit the academic industrial complex has become no different than these carriers leasing trucks to truck drivers. Uh, had a conversation with my barber today, and my son showed some interest in in barber school, and so we're just talking about barbering and talking about business. And I said, "Hey, I'm curious. When y'all get done with the barber school, they teach y'all anything about business?" And he said, "Oh, hell no. They don't teach you anything about a profit and loss and." paying rental on your chair and how to pay your taxes. They barely teach you how to cut hair. Like when you get out of barber school, you're barely qualified 
to cut hair. That's it. Must be run by a bunch of truck drivers. Well, it certainly sounds that way. Um, and so it, it's such an interesting parallel. It's like the last cash business on earth. Every barber pretty much is, is, a, is an independent contractor. They're renting a chair unless they own the building and they're renting the chairs. Uh, but so many barbers are, are these little cottage industries being paid with cash, you know, so you know damn well there's no P&L, you know. I'm like, well, how do you, uh, how do you count the number of haircuts? And he just kind of turned around and looked at that drawer full of cash. And he was like, I, I, I did that many today, you know? <laughs> so, um, it's just, um, you know, you've got to recognize opportunities, but if you cannot put yourself in second place, you're never going to survive in business. If you want to be number one, go get a really good job. And, and some, somebody will lie to you and tell you that you're number one, but Hey, they'll give you a good benefits package and you'll know what your paycheck is going to be every week. And somebody else will fix all the problems for you. And someone else will take care of you and they will give you benefits and, and all this stuff. But if you want any of that, please don't get into business. Don't, don't buy a Chick-fil-A. Don't buy a truck. Don't buy a lawnmower. Don't go to barber school. Do not get into business if you're not willing to put everybody on planet Earth ahead of you. You can't do it. Uh, let's see. What's the easiest state to get a CDL in? <laughs> Massachusetts, apparently. <laughs> All you got to do is bribe a state trooper and they'll give you one. <laughs> you don't even have to know how to drive. <laughs> um anyway <clears throat> never enough i have i have <clears throat> when i hear the word college put one through columbia and the other through yukon holy crap i can't imagine i mean uh i just i cannot imagine um I told my I told my daughter this morning. I said she really needs to think about a sales career because she's got a great personality, and she likes to talk to people. and, and I, She'd be great with sales. My youngest one obviously is going to be the engineer or the or the wrench turner or welder because he loves him some equipment. Uh, you know. But anyway, uh, you got anything to add to that? <coughs> Oh, you did a pretty good job. I mean, uh, you can make a million dollars in, in trucking, but you you got to understand if you if you're cussing on the million, you'll never make it because how you make it is putting the customer, serving the customer, and then you look up and all of a sudden you go, wow. Um, you know, I, I look back when I when I did that, and I'm thinking, do I what am what I am I able to do that today? And I don't know if I, I mean I worked my tail off for four and a half years. Uh, you've heard me tell the story. I, I was home for 14 hours a week, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I drove um, more than 6,000 miles a week on an ELD. No, not 6,000. 4,000. 4,000 miles a week on an ELD. Sorry. And, um, <clears throat> but, you know, it, 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 I didn't think about it. It's what I had to do. It's, it's what I... It's what I um, set up to do. It's what I agreed to do. And 
I just I just put the blinders on. I just did it. I didn't I didn't think it. I didn't overthink it. I didn't think about how much money I was making every day and how I could, you know, make more for me. I, I just did what I knew that I needed to do for the customer. And uh, lo and behold, four and a half years later, here's what I had, you know. Is it fair to say, okay, you, it, when you entered trucking, you were 54, right? Yeah, 55. Well, 50. 54, yeah, yeah. When I went to CDL school, yeah. Okay. And it's fair to say you'd made a pretty healthy living in your life as a, as a, as a, a in your previous endeavors. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I think it's fair to say you didn't have to. You didn't have to drive a truck at that point in your life. No, I I, I chose to do it because I thought it'd right. be something cool. Right. I always thought that I might RV around the country when I retired. I thought this would give me some training to RV. Mm-hmm. Give me a little head start. But you made a choice at that time, looking at the opportunity, the income potential. Right. Um. You know, it wasn't like if you if you did not do what you did with the the three, four FedEx runs that you did, that you were going to go hungry, right? That no. it wasn't a, it wasn't a desperation. It was, wow, I see this opportunity. And if I do this, this, and this, and, and this, at this rate, um, this is going to be the outcome. And by doing that, you put a million dollars in the bank in four and a half years, driving a truck, leased to a carrier making about a buck 30 a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like you said, I made myself valuable. The first thing I did was I made myself valuable to them because I uh, would go to Canada. I had hazmat. I had all the endorsements. You know, I, I, I made them need me more than I needed them. And then as I started building that FedEx route, I, I did it in a way that I could do it, but no, mo- most other people could not do it. Mm-hmm. And there again, I built value because they wanted me to do it. FedEx wanted me to do it. Um, and when I left, eventually, they couldn't get anybody. They had literally had to divide it up into two or three different routes to get it covered after I left because no one else would do it. Mm-hmm. It's not that they couldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. Right. Uh, yeah. Because it's, quote, too much work, you know, too hard. Um but yeah, I mean, you're you're right. You you know, it's all it's all about building value. And and uh, you know, they, I would never have been able to put that route together and, 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 until I had proven to them that I had value. They allowed me to do that because they knew that I would do it. Number one, they knew they would have to do that to keep me. And so they wanted me to stay there. So they let me build this. I mean, I built this from scratch. You know, I, I took one route and turned it into three. Uh, they didn't think I could do it, and I said, well. Let's see. Hey, y'all, watch this. Stand back and let's see. You know, my dispatcher who used to drive FedEx routes uh, swore swore that I was, you know, I, there's no way I could do this. And I'm like, well, you know, figure it out, you know. And, and, uh, is he the one that always wanted to figure out how you were cheating? Yeah. Yeah. He, he said one time, he said, he said, you, you're just, you're just turds in my, and I'm, this is my kitty kit box and you're just turds in the kitty litter. That's what he told me one time. You know, the thing that I loved about, or still love, I guess, but as a driver, the thing I loved about Landstar the most is when I 
was a, a really well-paid uh, contractor at ATS, at Anderson Trucking Service, and was told I was the number one guy. Like, they, they said, you are, you are number one. I'm like, okay, well, great. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, but there was still, I saw so much waste, you know, because nobody can manage your time better than you can if you choose to, right? And so when I came to Landstar um, as a BCO the first time in 2014, um, I was amazed at how well I could maximize those little opportunities in between loads. Um, and so I would do three to five loads a week. That was, that was completely normal for me. And it wasn't until years later and I had come to work for Larry that he had told me that Landstar had some campaign one year. It was a truck show, wasn't it? One more load. Mm -hmm. It was was a BCO days. BCO day. They wanted every Mm -hmm. BCO just do one more load. And I'm, and I, I wasn't getting, he was like the average BCO pulled (laughs) 1.6 loads a week. We do five. You know, I mean, it's, it's completely normal for us to do five. Our platform guys probably average three and a half just because of the nature of their freight. Uh, but they do more in three and a half than most of the vans do with five. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, these, these platform guys are killing it right now. Um, but to, to, to be able to control my own schedule, um, to, for me was awesome, but I also see how it can destroy someone who doesn't know how to manage their time. Well, um, and you know, guys, you got 70 hours. That's it. Now you can complain until you pass out and you're blue in the face about how somebody needs to change the laws. Well, they're not going to. Okay. So look at the 70 hours that you have and maximize them. There's no reason that you can't work a full clock. Um, that's the other thing that we see among, uh, BCOs when you're a company driver, and at least this was the expectation for me from the time I got in the industry, it, your, your expectation was to run 3,000, 3,500 miles a week. Some of us ran 4,000, 4,500, uh, cause we were paid by the mile and then they buy a truck and they take on the, 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 the debt and the responsibility um, to, uh, to run this truck and they want to work less than they did as company drivers. Well, Hey honey, it don't, it don't work that way. You're you're going into business. You're going to work more. You're going to work harder. Sometimes you're going to work harder for less money because that's the nature of the market. And, and the president's not going to fix it and Congress is not going to fix it. And, and, uh, and, uh, you're not going to throw a fit and drive circles around the cap- capital and shut the road down and throw these toddler hissy fits. It's not going to do anything. Only thing that's going to do anything is you getting off of your dead ass, putting the customer first and going out and run your business. Oh, here's Phil over here. I'm averaging one load a month so far. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if I had Phil's money, I'd burn mine. So, um, I never understand why anyone would want to work more than 70 hours a week. Well, Jerry, I'm, I'm of the opinion. Okay. That 
if I'm, if I'm willing and able to work and I have an objective to meet, um, and I'm not causing harm to anybody else, I should be able to work as much as I want to without any interference or restriction. Um, here's, here's something I see all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially since I've been doing this for construction work this year on my house, but I'm amazed that I can go out here on a Sunday afternoon and I'll look over here and there'll be a roofing, a roofing contractor with a crew of, of guys roofing a house on Sunday afternoon because it's sunny and the weather forecast is going to be raining and snow the next week, you know, mm-hmm. now the employees might not have chosen to do that, but the guy who runs the business says, Hey, we're, we're going to go to work because we can work today. We might, I might not be able to give you work next week. So you have to make hay when the sun shines. So let me give you another example. If you had worked more than 70 hours a week in 1920 in, in 2021, you'd have made a shitload of money. And, and, oh. and right now you wouldn't be crying and moaning about the rates because you'd have had plenty of money because you could have made money when you could make money. Uh, not only do people not work 70 hours a week, they worked half the time they worked before because they can make the same money. So that's what they did. You know, when uh, that's the difference between an employee and a business person. An employee only wants to do the minimum they can get away with and still get paid the most they can get. A business person wants to do all the work he can do and make all he can while he can. Um, but the hardest thing we do here, the hardest thing we see in everything I see on TikTok comments, all uh, reflect the employee mentality. That's exactly what employee mentality is. Mm-hmm. Is that why would you work more than seventy hours a day? Because I can. Because it gives me the um, it gives me the the reward that I'm looking for, and I'm allowed to do it. And in this country, you can work as hard as you want and make all you want. That's the advantage of a free market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you guys complain all the time about not being able to do this, only being able to do that. Well, now here's a chance where you can do anything you want to, and and you go, why would I want to do that? Well, maybe because you could make more money. Um, what are you What are you doing anyway? Most of you are just screwing off on Sunday afternoon. You know, mm-hmm. spending money instead of making money. Um, you know that that's 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 where this mentality has to change. You know, the 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 number one reason that people fail in business is because they can't shake the employee mentality. They try to run a business as an employee, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, that's why employers have rules and have expectations because they understand what it takes. Employees are made to do things because they have to be made to do it. Business people do it because they choose to do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to love this comment from Nick K. I took y'all's advice about communicating with brokers to heart and I let him know I'd be 30 minutes tardy for a pickup. He told me I'm the worst truck driver ever. He said, don't you know that you're supposed to let me know you're going to be late three hours after your appointment time? I kept him updated and the guy said he's not too worried about the tracking app for the load. And now I have a connection for the next time I need a load. Hmm. Uh, here's a business owner checking in uh, Rocky. Good evening, fellas late to the party customer called at five o'clock this evening, needing bushings tonight on the mail truck. Uh, so the mail truck could be back on the road before midnight started at five fifty, finished at seven forty. Um, Bushing is not a cheap job, y'all. It's not an easy job. Four bushings, two torque rods, and a three-axle alignment. They were willing to pay a premium, so we provided customer service and back at the house by 8.30. Um, That's one of the things that I admire the most about Chris Dolan is uh, the cams. Uh, I mean, they're 24-7, you know? Um, And I have watched them 
fix things. Hell, I've watched them fix things that probably shouldn't be fixed. Um, <laughs> but the engine, like, I'm looking at a problem on a trailer the other day, and I don't, I don't know what this guy hit. Okay, <laughs> listen, he hit something really, really, really hard, and the axle was pointing the wrong direction, right? And I'm looking at that, and my immediate thought was, well, you better find another trailer. I mean, because this this trailer is destroyed. Well, not Chris Dolan. You know, he's like, no, we'll fix that. I'm like, how? And he's like, well, watch this. And the hammers and the torches and the welders started flying. And, uh, I mean, it took a day and a half or so. Uh, but, buddy, they hooked on and, and went on down the road with it. And I'm going, I don't, I don't even think I'd have done that, you know. But it's the willingness to show up the willingness to do your absolute best um, that you can in that moment, especially when you've got a truck sitting there not making any money, um, sitting on the side of the road somewhere, um, you know, well, let's get out there and get it fixed and get it moving, you know? <clears throat> I'm going to be a little bit of an asshole here, okay? Uh-oh. Um, people, people question us all the time on, on TikTok, why we do things to do, how we do it. There was a comment last week that just got, just, just rubbed me, might rub me wrong. Something about making the drivers work for crumbs while we do. So you remember that comment? Something about crumbs in there Vaguely. somewhere. Vaguely. And I'm thinking, I mean, I even responded. I said, you know, why in the fuck would you say that? I mean, you know, <laughs> how, how ignorant can you possibly be? It's probably still there. Um, yeah. Because the assumption is that we make we make them work, to, you know, uh, do all the work for none of the money. Well, in, in our case, the driver gets paid first. Okay, they get paid the most. They get paid first. Right. Um, so they're not working for crumbs, and uh, and they're here to learn how to get in and stay in business. We don't have an employee class, or we don't teach people how to become the best employee. We teach them how to become successful business people that will stay in business and. And the things that they have to learn to do that are not what they learned as an employee, nor are, will they ever experience as an employee because it's a different mentality. We mm -hmm. call it the change of identity. Mm -hmm. And um, and if and, and if, if 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 you don't if you don't understand that, you don't understand why you're not. You know, being in business is not for everybody. Unfortunately, everybody's not going to be successful in business. Most people aren't. Most people fail. Because they can't get past this me, 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 me first thing, you know, and 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 put the need, just like with Rocky, I'm sure he'd rather have done something else tonight except put four bushings in. Mm -hmm. But he recognized the opportunity to make a premium and to serve a customer. Uh, that's a double win right there, okay? Uh, he saved his customer's neck probably and then made himself and his, his people a, good, a bunch of good money. Um and why not? I mean, you know, it, it's it's like you trade money for time. You do it as an employee. You go to work every week for a salary, and that's just enough to get you to come to work and do what you do. That's all it is. It's a price that they pay you. It's, it's a drug they give you to steal your dream because now you work for him and let him make his dreams while you work for peanuts, okay? That's not what we do here. We teach you how to come here and, and have the dreams and, and, and not and not have to work for peanuts, where you control the situation, but you have to understand this is hard what we do here because it's not a truck driving job. It, it's, it's a class in how to be in business. And, and we use the truck as a way of paying for everybody. Uh, we don't charge for this program. So driving the truck is how everybody gets paid. So driving the truck efficiently, profitably, profitably, 
um, for maximum revenue is how we all get paid while we're doing this. Uh, and there's a huge misunderstanding about what we do here. You know, we, we get criticized for what we do here. You know, we, we're, we made money this year and most people didn't, but yet people criticize us. Nobody goes, wow, what did y'all do? How did y'all make that kind of money? Well, y'all must be doing something really, really good. What are you doing? No, it's like, y'all screw your, your drivers in and give them crumbs. You do this, you do that. You work more than 70 hours a week. You do you work, you work on the Sabbath. You hate this. You do this. All these things that you accuse us of doing, nobody says, oh, it's really, really good that you guys are sharing how you were able to be profitable in a year where most people went out of business. Uh, but no, we don't get that comment. Uh, we get the right. comment of, uh, you know, do you give your guys a bag to wear over their head so they're not embarrassed <laughs> for the truck you wear? That's the comment we get. Right. So I'm going to tell all of you, fuck all of you, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that that's exactly why you'll never be profitable because you can't get your head out of your ass long enough to understand that you, you can't have this employment. You can't have this, this, this employee, it's this mentality that I'm only going to do what I get paid for. I'm only going to do what I have to do. I'm only, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm only going to work six days. I'm not going to work. I'm never going to work seven because if I can't do it in six days, I shouldn't be doing it in seven. We actually had somebody tell us that, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, there's a, 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 a religious law against working on Sundays, I suppose. <laughs> right. Um, my, my answer to that is, you know, these churches and in, in these, on these hospital wings that are paid for by, by uh, charitable donations. I guess none of those were, nobody ever worked on Sunday to make that money to, to give to those people, right? right. It was only made Monday through Friday, you know? It's just right. the, it's just look, look at, listen to what you say and look at the hypocrisy in what you say, you know? Um, and again, understand no, nobody here is, is forced to do anything they don't want to do. They, they, we, we, listen, we tell people explicitly what they're going to get when they get here. We, we warn them not to come. If we sense that mm -hmm. they have this men men mental problem, mental attitude problem, and, uh, and, and problem with their identity and being an employee, we, we beg them, please don't come here. You're going to hate Chris. You're not going to like me. You're going to be miserable all the time. And we're going to sleep like babies at night because we don't give a shit. You right. know, uh, we give a, but we care about you. We don't care about your excuses and your, and your silly ass non-accountable uh, decisions that you make. Uh, that that uh, you you get your backup about when we when we when we correct you, you know I, I love this phrase 110 percent. That doesn't there's no such thing as 110 percent. There's also anytime somebody tells you I'm doing my best, that's a that's a, a bold faced lie. That's an excuse to tell you that I'm doing all I'm going to do for you. Uh, if if anytime somebody says I'm doing your best, they're absolutely not. They're doing their worst probably, but they want to convince you they're doing their best. Uh, that's just a bold faced lie. That is just a cover up. Um, very few times are people doing their best. The Navy SEALs have proven that most people can do far more than what they think they can. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you come out there and say, I'm doing your best, you're going to have a hell of a day ahead of you, you know, because uh, they're going to show you what your best looks like. Uh, but yeah. but here we, you know, uh, we, you know, in, in business, people get away with it all the time. Well, I'm doing my best. Uh, are you really? You know, uh, I love that I'm doing my best because it's never, ever true. Never, ever true. Um, and people that are doing the best don't have to talk about it. They don't have to tell you they're doing the best. You recognize it from a, wa a long way away. Right? Right. By the way, he, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, <clears throat> here's a question. Is there a way to get a better truck? Oh, 
stupid. Uh, is there a way to get a better truck after a few years of lunatic? Yeah. Pay for it. Yeah. Make some money, put money in the bank. Um, and this, this is a follow-up. This is a good follow-up to, to your, your, what you're just talking about. Do you pay downtime to drivers? No, we don't. Now, please remember that we are not in the business of hiring truck drivers to haul freight. We are teaching people <clears throat> how to do business. When you're in business and the truck's not moving, you do not get paid. Now, one caveat to that is if your truck goes down catastrophically, we will put you in another truck or we will get you home, right? Uh, if we don't have another truck, but we don't pay for downtime because the customer is not going to pay for downtime. Let, let me let me explain that. Uh, let me let me say it louder for the back row, okay? You're here to learn what it's like to be in business, okay? So we, why would we want to artificially make you uh, have with these umbrellas and these and these and these parachutes to help you soften the landing when we're trying to teach you what it's like to be in business? So no, when the truck goes down, the only thing you're not you're, we you don't have to pay to get it fixed. We do that, but you're going to suffer the rest of the consequences for it being sitting there and having to help get it uh, mitigate the, the problem because that's teaching you how to problem solve. And, uh, and that's, and, and we tell people, we make it very, very clear. Do not come here. If you're looking for a good job, we do not give good jobs. We give very shitty jobs, but we give very, very good educations. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and if the job is, is, is too easy, you're not going to learn. You learn by pain. Pain is what teaches you. We yep. keep you from falling over the cliff, but we don't, we don't let, we don't let you, we get you, we let you walk to the edge and start looking down and let that, and let that uh, picture hit your brain of what it's going to feel like to, to land on that cliff. But we grab you from before you do it because you don't have responsibility here financially, but you do have responsibility every other way uh, for and making, the, for your decisions. And, and the intangible there should be, if you pay attention, you will watch us solve the problem, right? I had a truck go down with a catastrophic engine problem. Okay. <clears throat> It went down on Thursday. It was actually back together on Tuesday, but we had a little billing issue to work through and he was rolling the following Thursday. Okay. So I had a truck go down catastrophic engine problem was down for seven days, $10,000 bill paid the bill trucks, hauling freight. The truck will make the money back on the repair in a very short period of time. Um, but I had to fight for it. You know, I had to make a lot of phone calls. I had, we had to fight. We had to fight the shop to fix it, to take our money. Yeah. Um, <clears> but, the, then, but, but again, this driver learned a lot by watching us go through this process. Now, had we just sent him home, he had not learned a thing. Right. Okay. If we had just paid him to lay up in a sleeper berth, he had not learned a thing. And my um, favorite, my favorite thing about that whole deal was when I shut that guy up and he's a good guy. Don't get, get me wrong, but he was fighting me. It was pushing back. On he's, talking about, he's talking about the shop manager. Yeah, he's pushing back on me against fixing Spending this kind of money on this truck. He's like, man, I, I, I man, I, I don't know, I, you know. And I'm like, do you? Is this what you tell people when they when they got to spend twenty thousand dollars for a one box? Yeah, crickets. <laughs> well, it's okay to spend twenty thousand for a one box, but you know, I don't know if you should put ten thousand dollars into a two thousand four Columbia with a Mercedes. Why? I mean that that 2004 Mercedes Columbia is making a shitload of money right now, yeah. you know. Um, 
<clears throat> and, 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 and has made a, a, an ass load of money and will continue to make an ass load of money. And that $10,000 repair is going to be a blip on the radar. Um, but yet we see the stories. Listen, y'all, I've got a, I've got a photo album on my phone and it's called stupid Landstar posts. And I started about a week ago, just screenshotting these posts from people. And then I just put it in an album. Just, just so I can scroll through because the nonsense that the, there's shit. You, the, oh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Oh no, no, no. There's lots of stupid questions. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Okay. But there's a lot of really stupid questions and most of them get asked on Facebook. And it's like that thing we saw the other day that said social media has taught me that there's a lot of really brilliant people on earth and they are vastly outnumbered. Um, <laughs> But, we, but, we had a, we had an applicant one time. He thought he was he thought he was going to say something very wise. He said, "I don't I don't get none. I don't want to get any of my news from social media." And Chris looked at him and said, "That's too bad because I get all of my news from social media." Right. He didn't know what to say about that. He's like, Ooh. "Um, <laughs> oh, I see a question. I, I all I've all I've seen is the first five words. I know y'all aren't a fan of this. Okay. Well, I'm interested. Yeah, uh, I know y'all aren't a fan of this, but is there a way to beat the system?" of leasing from the carrier who supplies your loads, not doing a lease to purchase, but leasing for the pre-business experience, asking for a friend and I'm the friend. <laughs> no, listen, read, watch my lips here. Okay. Not watch my lips. No new taxes. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> listen, never, ever. There's a few, there's very few things you can say this and never have to eat your words. Let me tell you the ones. This is one. Yeah, I'll never have to eat. Never, ever, 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 ever. Lease a truck from a trucking company that's going to give you freight. Never. Never. There's no good that will ever come of it. The only fitness to them, none to you, zero to you, okay? So, no, the answer to that is, no, there is no shortcut. There's no business, buddy. I got news for you, okay? It takes, it takes hard work. It takes hard knocks. It takes experience. There is no substitute for it. That's the that's what the great thing about what we do here. I've got 50 years of business experience. He's got 25 years of truck um, owner operator experience. Okay. We give that to you here for free and give you a truck to drive and make money in, but we're the assholes. You know, we're the ones that are, that are making drivers work for, for crumbs. Right. Um, well, you, felt know, you know, we, we, ought, we ought to be, we ought to be, be on a on a wall of fame somewhere and be, you guys should be bowing down and, 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 and giving us money uh, and praise right. and, 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 uh, and glory. But, but now we get, we're, 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 we're the, we're the bad guys because of what we do. We take advantage of people. You know, we make them drive these old trucks and not put them in a bag of propane so they're not embarrassed. You know, crazy shit like that. Okay. Just the name you guys, hey, you guys name is lunatic. It's going to hurt our feelings. Hey, your internet's what? being dumb. I'm going to take over for a second and see if it'll catch up. Uh, Felton Jay, I'm right. going to echo something here that Rocky says. Okay. And that is, um, I would like for, here's what I want you to do. If you want the pre-business experience, okay, you can use a notebook. You can make a spreadsheet. You could use Kevin Rutherford's profit gauges. It's like $19 a month. Okay. And what you can do is you see how much fuel you're putting in the truck. All right. And you're going to pay less than retail pretty much anywhere. Right. But just use the retail cost of fuel. Okay. Uh, that uh, will overestimate the, what you're going to pay on fuel. All right. Every time you get fuel, write it down. 
Um, we can tell you that leasing a truck to Landstar, uh, if you leased it on January 1st and didn't run a load with it all year, it's going to cost you $8,000. That's your insurances, plates, permits, and all this stuff. So use that $8,000 number, okay? Um, and um, then I want you to pick a number, all right? Go to the DAT board and look, what's the average freight rate, Okay. Take that freight rates probably to 25 ish. Okay. Um, and then track every loaded mile that you make. That's going to give you a revenue number and that's going to give you a pretty solid, pretty solid expense number. And just run that truck that you're driving like it's yours. Right. And I promise you, if you'll, if you'll just write down, how much fuel you're spending, figure up that $8,000 a year. So what's that? $1,200 a month. I do that right. No, 12, 12 be 14. Uh, where's the BSC 9,000? Uh, 8,000 divided by 12, $666 a month. All right. No truck payment. All right. We're not doing truck payments. Um, basic expenses, fuel plus Let's call it a thousand fuel plus a thousand bucks a month, and then figure up your loaded miles, and because you don't get paid for empty miles, figure up your loaded miles, and you should see there, all right, um, a, a nice picture of what the possibilities are. Now we will tell you that if you'll do it the way we tell you to do it, that you should net, net after all expenses are paid, working full-time now, not two days a week, working full-time, that you should net $150,000 to $200,000 net taxable income, leasing a truck to Landstar and working it full-time the way we do. All right? That's pulling general freight in a dry van that you don't own. Pulling general freight in a dry van. That's correct. Um, so that's, that's how you do it. Okay. You don't need to go sign up for a lease purchase because there's no value there. There, There's there's, there's, there's a huge risk. Oh my God. They'll send you a settlement. I mean, you can get used to terms like unladen liability, uh, 2290 Fed hut. Uh, there will be some vocabulary terms that you would be introduced to by that bullshit settlement that they're going Especially to see. You'll see one very frequently called negative settlement. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but no, please do not. There, there's no, there's no system to beat. Okay. It's just, let me give you another reason. Okay. Ask mm -hmm. if they'll give you the lease contract and let you take it to your attorney. And when they say no, that should tell you something mm -hmm. that your attorney would not want you to sign that. Wonder why. DL, I love this question. How is the national contractor restriction going to affect you and Landstar after March? It's not because Zero. it's unmitigated horseshit. Um, that it, is the that's the biggest load of horseshit nonsense. Um, it's not aimed at us. Okay, it it's um, it's don't if you are if you are a real owner operator meaning you own a truck you can have your own authority you can be leased to a carrier but if you own a truck and you are operating a truck 
not going to affect you. Period. The only people that's going to affect are people that are being classified as independent contractors and they're not. Right. It's going to affect every one of those. Okay. If we, now, yeah, if you are one of these knuckle dragon mouth breathers that gets in our comment section and tells us what a good deal it is for you to be a truck driver paid on a 1099, you better buckle up after March. That's who okay. they're coming after. Right. That's what that whole thing's about. It's not for legitimate contractors. Okay. And even and, then, and even then, can we listen? Can we, can we just, can we talk about something? Just, we're just friends here. Okay. And nobody's listening. Listen, especially the government. Uh, right. Oh, can, can we recognize that the federal government sucks at everything they do? Okay. Mm -hmm. I know a bunch of y'all believe that they have magical powers. Okay. I know, I know you believe that. And they've written words down on paper and they voted for it. And they're going to pat themselves on the back for what a great job they've done. But, but please, but what? No, I'm unconcerned because the, the organization of people that are the most useless on planet earth have this, have anointed themselves to solve this problem. I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. Uh, what happens if I buy a truck and hire? It, hang, hang on, hang on a second. Isn't it funny though how we get that question because we're with Landstar? Well, everybody wants that to affect Landstar. They're, they have this, they have this deep down hate for Landstar for some reason. I don't even know why. We well, get accused of recruiting for them. Well, I tell you, we do not. I don't. You know, I do not want you to come to Landstar. Most people would will will fail here. Landstar is not for um, employees. It's for only for business people. If you come here with an employee attitude, you will fail here miserably. And mm -hmm. that's why most people shouldn't come here. So we don't try to recruit for Landstar. We don't defend Landstar. I choose Landstar because it's best for me. And right. it's best for people that we teach how to be in business. But we, why, why the arrows? Why, why is it that, that this law is, is only going to affect Landstar? Why, why is that the, 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 the direction of your, of your anger? And, 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 well, and I don't. I don't think that's the case in this comment. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I think I think the comment is just asking about Landstar as a carrier. I don't I don't think I don't think he I don't think he went that way. But but we've gotten this question several times. It's always yeah. about what's Landstar going to do. How's this going to affect Landstar? Like, right? And it's not. It's it, just it, like AB five in California. It was a complete non-issue. Right. It's 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 just windbags bumping their gums, um, you know, now and, and I, I've said this before and this will this will hurt people's feelings. Tyranny is voluntary. Mm -hmm. OK, it just is. Um, when you, know, you, you know, the difference between the Supreme Court is in a regular court, don't you? <laughs> the Supreme Court's got uh, what sour is cream it? and tomatoes, sour cream, and tomatoes on it. Um, <laughs> But there's guys, there's so many times where authority, okay, issues some decree and, and you guys sign up for it because they're like, oh, well, they're the authority. They said so. Well, I don't really give a shit about that. Um, but here's a good follow up from the same guy, DL. What happens if I buy a truck and hire a 1099 driver? Now, I'm going to assume that that means uh, post March, we'll just answer it that way. Well, that, that, that's, that term is, there's a conflict of interest in that question. You can't hire a 1099 driver. That's the whole point. 
Right. A 1099 driver is not a hired employee. A 1099 driver is a contractor that would be leased to you. Um, so that that's the whole problem here. That you can't uh, hiring a driver on 109 is not a option for you or the driver either one. That's the fallacy here. The the proper classification is dictated by the IRS. Okay. Okay. And here's, that is, here's a follow up. Everyone, he says, I don't have a problem with Landstar. Everyone is asking the question because they want to own fleets, but they don't want to get in trouble for having independent contractors. Okay. Well, don't hire employees and, and call them contractors. contractors. Yeah. Just yeah. don't do it. You, you, you have no problem hiring a fleet. Just don't call, just don't, just don't tell them that they're just, just hire them at what they are. If they're driving your truck, they're an employee. Okay. They're not a contractor. There's not any way you can twist that and make it smell different. Okay. Listen to me saying this again. If you own the truck and they're driving your truck, I don't care if they dispatch themselves. I don't care. We, all the, the conditions you put on it don't change the, the, the fact that it still smells like shit because right. they are not, and they do, they have no skin in the game. There's no risk involved there. They do not own anything. They cannot be a contractor. So they're an employee because you, they're driving your stuff. Um, so, and, and the only reason not to do it is to, for, for you to avoid your own accountability, your own responsibility. You do that because they end up paying your portion of the proper, of the, of the uh, payroll tax. You can avoid paying unemployment on them and workers' comp unless you're at Landstar. Landstar dictates that you pay workers' comp on them uh, and, and, and various other things. And they have no um, – they, 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 they give up all their employee uh, labor law rights by doing that. So you're not doing anybody any favor by doing this. And if you're an employee, you're not getting any favors by doing it. This is all, it's all just poorly educated people not understanding what they're doing here. There's no reason for you to have a 1099 driver unless you just do not want to do what's right as an employer. And that is you have to match their uh, Social Security and uh, and FICA, Medicare, uh, and you have to pay unemployment on them in their state. You have to pay the workers' comp and you have to, you know, you have to abide by the labor laws in whatever state that you're organized in, Okay. You give up all that when you when you uh, work for somebody as a 1099. You lose all that as an employee. And you think you're getting more money, but you're not because now you have to pay the tax on that money. And on top of that, you're paying 7.65% of the employer's tax along with yours if, if you're doing this as an employee. So there's no, it, it, there's no way of making it smell better. It, it doesn't get any better no matter how you twist it and turn it. It's wrong. It's, it's morally wrong. It's ethically wrong. It's legally wrong. It is um, it is a abuse of your employee. Um, you know, um, you're making them pay seven point six five percent of their income. That's your tax. Your not their tax. And uh, I don't know if you, but if you're making hundred grand a year, seven point six five. That's a pretty good number. Okay, you can go on a vacation for that, but you're paying it to the government on the behalf of your employer because you asked to be a 1099 or you allowed them to make you a 1099. We got a whole, we got a whole episode about this. It's called don't get pimped. It's a good word for that. Uh, a good name for that episode, by the way. Right. So if you want to know more about this, I'm going to make an illustration. Okay. Because there are people bless their hearts. They genuinely believe, and they will say, well, I make more money on a 1099 than I do on a W2. Okay. No, you don't. Okay. Here's $20. Okay. If I pay you $20 to do anything, okay, and you're an employee, you 
as an employee, owe 7.65% of this $20 bill to the government, okay, to pay your theft. I mean, taxation, okay? You owe 7.65%. The business owner owes another 7.65%, but it doesn't come out of this 20. Okay, so what's 7.65? Uh, so 20, 20 times 0.0765 is $1.53. Okay? Did I do that right? Yeah. Yep, okay. okay, so you as the employee owe $1.53. Your employer has to pay $1.53 on top of the $20 that he paid you. Okay. They have to match what you pay. They have to match. Now, when you properly pay an employee, we know that that cost is about 11%. Okay. That, that having an employee costs us 11% more than the $20 bill. But that, that includes that, the cost of, of doing payroll as well. Right. The administrative right. cost, the, not the just tax. Cost, right. The cost of the payroll and the taxes and all that is about 11%. So that would be $2.20, right? Okay. When you sign up for a 1099, you get the same $20, but you're paying his, what I say, dollar $1.53. You're so paying you $1.53. So you're getting 20. You're you're paying a buck 53 and you're paying his dollar 53. You're not making any more money. You get $20. That's and, it. And that doesn't include your income tax on that. That's just the payroll tax. That's just the FICA and the, Medi the Medicare and the, and the Social Security. Right. So you're not making any more money. Yeah. You're holding more money. $20 goes into your bank account instead of having the money taken out. Well, I almost ripped that $20 bill. What an idiot. Okay. But instead of only getting the portion that you're supposed to get, hey, and by the way, if we would abolish the IRS, this all goes away. Just want to put that out there, okay? Yeah. But please stop saying that you're making more money. You're getting the same $20, but you're spending more because you're giving the IRS somebody, somebody else's responsibility. Stop it. All right, here's a uh, here's a, a question. Okay, Mr. Larry, Mr. Chris, I am a 1099 driver right now for the company I've worked for the last three years. I've been driving as a 1099 driver who owns no truck or trailer for the past two years. What is your advice on what I should do going forward? Well, number one, it's very it's very easy. Call the IRS and request an SS. There's a form oh, you can request. Oh, yeah, uh, um, and and uh, and they they will send you a form. You'll answer a few questions, and he goes back to them. Then they'll start an investigation on your employer, and not only will they find that it hadn't paid you, it hadn't paid probably about 100 other people, and they will come after him, and he'll have to pay all of his tax and all of your tax that hasn't been paid for however long you've been there. It gets with, better. With a bunch of penalties. He's it not going to like you. All right. It gets better. Ben also says, they pay me through my LLC. I have set up now as an S-Corp. Am I still screwed? Okay. Well, you're not, right. you're, ben, you're not screwed. Your employer is right. But Ben, I'm going to go back to the $20. Okay. <clears throat> so now you're, you're getting 20 bucks. Okay. You're paying your taxes. You're paying his taxes and you have the added expense of for filing a corporate tax return every year. Your $20 is getting smaller 
and smaller and smaller because you are allowing these people, these crooks, to convince you this is a good idea. And you're setting up an LLC in the expense of that just to allow him to, to safely pay you as a 1099, which is still not safe, by the way. But you're right. doing that to enable him to do this. And you're the one that's, uh, that's, 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 um, that's bearing all the costs of that. So look at that. that I mean, just think, the name of our uh, episode is Don't Pimp Yourself. Think about why we named it that, okay? Because you're not, this is worse than the least person. You're not, the only person benefits here is your employer, not you. It is not in your best interest. Okay. You're, you're giving him a huge tax break. 7.65 is as a matter of fact, what it is. Um, yeah. And, and you're not, you're getting nothing for it. There's no advantage to you whatsoever. Zero. None. Yeah. None. No. None. Remember that guy a few years, I met a guy at the truck stop one day, just chatting in the, in the, in the, in the bay, in the shop, right? And I'm, we're just chatting, talking, you know, and I'm telling him we didn't even have the program back then, but, uh, we're chatting and, um, and he's like, and he goes, well, man, that sounds like a great deal, man. Uh, will y'all pay my LLC? And I went, what? And he had this multi-level convoluted thing because he had like four baby mamas. Mm. And he had all these deals worked out with his baby mamas. But if he got paid on a W-2 somewhere, they were going to take all his money. And charge for his child support, yeah. So he worked out deals with baby mamas and then got paid in this shell company. I mean, this guy should have worked for CIA, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, he... You're talking, he you're talking, about, talking about ethical and, and, and ethical and moral, right? Right. Let's avoid paying child support on the kids that you that you produced. Right. Um and, and, and avoid, you know, well, uh, I don't, I don't think the, the issue, I don't think the issue, I mean, given the state of the, of the justice system these days, he had deals worked out with the kids' mamas, but the, if the state got involved, they were going to take a whole lot more money. I mean, yeah. That's because when you don't pay them, the state gets involved. They come to the aid of the, of the single mom and, 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 and listen, I, I run payroll. I understand you get a demand letter that says you will take X number of dollars a week out of this person's check and you will forward it to the state of whatever. Okay. And it's a court order. You have to do it. And the only reason it is because the, 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 the it's called a deadbeat dad law. They won't pay it on their own. So the, the, so the, the single mom has to go file um, a, uh, a complaint with the um, whatever it is, the County attorney, whatever it is. And they, um, they force the employer to withhold that money. Right. Uh, again, but again but, it's, it's, but, it's, okay. But you have to understand that there are a lot of people where parents, co-parents will try to work out a deal on the side to keep the state out of it. And the state will still come in and completely ignore. I mean, it's a huge, these family courts are absolutely corrupt. So, uh, you know, and we can't, it's almost, we can't allow, uh, we can't treat these family courts any differently than we treat the FMCSA because they're run by morons. Um, and you know, you give them an inch and they take a mile. So, I mean, I can completely understand, um, you know, people trying to stay out of that court system, uh, because yes, the deadbeats are out there, but now we've created this monolith monster that goes and destroys people's lives. Back to Ben. Um, he says, I'm just trying to take care of my family the right way. Here's, 
Here's what I'm going to tell you. Managing risk is the key to success in life. Okay. Um, and it doesn't even have to be talking about money, right? I talk about with my teenagers managing risk. Okay. The decisions you make on who you get in a car with the decisions you make about whether or not your clothes stay on the decisions you make about the liquids you pour in your mouth. Okay. It's all about managing risk. Um, you know, what exactly is a true 1099 employee? There is no such thing as a 1099 employee. Okay. Everybody please understand W2 is a term created by the IRS. 1099 is a term created by the IRS. If the IRS went away tomorrow, moot point. You've got employers or you've got business people hiring people to do work and there's nobody stealing their money, okay? But there's no such thing as a 1099 employee. And it, according to the IRS, the most vicious, aggressive, well-funded collection agency on planet Earth, please key in on the words vicious and aggressive, the most vicious and aggressive collection agency on planet Earth says this is an employee and this is a contractor. I don't care how many conversations you've had on the CB radio or at the truck stop liars counter or some moron that you've listened to on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram. The world's most aggressive and violent tax collection agency on planet earth has said these things make someone an employee and these things make someone a contractor period all right now you can you can ignore the dictates of the most violent and aggressive collection agency on planet earth if you choose to okay but that's not what we're going to do because we know how to manage risk and so when we hire someone as an employee to drive one of our trucks in our program, we pay them on a 1099. We no, we send, don't. No, we don't. Yeah, God almighty. We pay them on a W-2. Thank you. We pay them on a W-2. We send the money to the payroll company. The payroll company pulls their taxes out. The payroll company files their quarter lease and does all the, the what's it called, 941s? Mm -hmm. Is that what they're called? 940, 941. 940, 941. <clears throat> and we just, we delegate that responsibility to them because no it's cheap. Because it's cheap. They're, they're very good at it. And when you figure the amount of time that we would have to put into it and be responsible for it, it's much, it's worth it much more to let them handle it. Okay. But everybody got to understand there's no such thing as a 1099 employee. So if you, are driving a truck, you've got your hands on a steering wheel, and you do not own that truck, period. You are not a contractor. It doesn't matter if you're an LLC or you got some kind of funky lease. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. That's all smoke and mirrors. I just want to bring everybody back to the most vicious and aggressive collection agency the world has ever known. Okay. And they now carry guns, by the way. <clears throat> Stop fucking around lest you find out. Right. For 
you don't want to find <clears throat> out. No. Now the SS8, Steve, I guess I think it's Steve Wheeler. The 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 the, the, the SS8 thing, I'm sure you can drop a dime on somebody. Oh, you know. Absolutely. Um but what I would do is recognize one, okay, I'm in a perilous situation. Uh, number one, I'm paying somebody else's taxes. Number two, I don't have I don't have many of the legal protections offered to employees. I don't have those. Um, so I need to find the best way to get away from these crooks that I can. All right. So I'm going to take you back. Maybe you didn't hear the first part of the conversation today, this, this evening, but we're going to start with accepting responsibility. Hey, I did this. I screwed up. I made a bad choice. I'm going to own it. All right. And now I'm going to work my way toward providing value for someone else. And I'm going to go take whatever skills I have. And if those skills are that of a truck driver, then I'm going to go get me the best real employee job where they're going to pay me properly and they're not going to steal my money to have me pay their taxes for them. And they're not going to put me in a risky, perilous position where I don't have the legal protections afforded to me as an employee. I'm going to get the hell out of Dodge. Now I'm going to do, I'm not going to, you know, I'm probably not going to quit right now. Right. But Two, three, four, five weeks from now, I want to have a I want to have a different position. And because listen, y'all, I have done scorched earth in my life. Okay. I've been on the verge uh, on the verge of bankruptcy and repossession and foreclosure. Uh, and once I turned myself the other direction, I didn't look back. Okay. It's done and over with. Can't do nothing about it. It's it is finished. Now we're gonna move on to the next thing. <clears throat> but it's why we tell people. If you want to be in business, you have to shed and get rid of the employee mentality. If you want to keep the employee mentality, that's fine. Go be an employee and go be the best one you can be. But don't get into business thinking that you can act like an employee because it's not going to work. And in Getting into business with the mentality of an employee is going to destroy your finances, going to destroy your life, going to destroy your relationships. So don't do it. It's hard enough as it is. Being in business is hard. It's worth it, but it's hard. Don't make it harder than it has to be by having the attitude of a selfish, narcissistic jerk and release. <clears throat> All right, let me scroll through here make sure I miss any questions. Um, uh, is it true when you're a W-2 driver, other than your daily per diem, you basically forfeit any and other all deductions? Is this true? Or, uh, well, I think what he's talking about, and I know Steve Wheeler's in the house, um, the Trump was that 2018? Yeah, the Trump tax Trump law, tax, yeah. Okay, in 2018, they changed the tax laws from the time I got into the business in '97 up to 2018. I could write off $60 a day or something like that. I could use, I, I could write off of my taxes so much per day for every day that I was on the road. And we called it, it was the per diem. Okay. When they changed that tax law, first thing they needed was way jacked up the 
uh, standard to like 20 some thousand dollars, which pretty much covered the per diem at that point. Right. Cause the per diem for me was like 15 grand a year or something. Okay. But Larry, as an employer who pays people on a W2 can offer as a benefit, a reimbursement of the number Tell me the number. I currently, it's 69 bucks a day. Currently. $69 a day. Okay. He's reimbursing you $69. Okay. For every day that you're on the road. Now, he gets to write off 80% of that on his taxes as an expense. Okay. But basically, we, we take the whole of your money. We pull out about 400 bucks. Okay. We tax what's left. We put the 400 back. So you're getting about $400 a week tax-free. Then that's that. And, and But you can't do it on your own anymore. Now, if you're a true owner-operator, independent contractor, meaning you own your own truck, you can pay yourself the per diem, right? As a part of your, your own employee compensation package. And you still have the per diem deduction. Right. You still have it as, as a as an independent contractor, but guys, let's go back, say it one more time. If you are driving a truck and your hands are on the steering wheel right now and somebody's paying you a 1099 and you do not own the seat that your butt is sitting in, you are not a contractor. You are an employee period. There is no exception to that. There is no workaround to that. You are an employee and your employer has suckered you into paying their taxes on their behalf and saving them all kinds of money. I just, as much as truck drivers have that little bit of sense of paranoia about them, you know, all the brokers are dirty and nasty. And then why they don't have the same view of people that pay on a 1099 <laughs> baffles me. Well, some of them ask to be paid that way. They because they they have they're they're so miseducated that they think that they're getting more money because they're holding more money on Friday, but they don't look at what the difference is on April fifteenth. Somebody said, right. how, "How does FedEx get away with it?" FedEx gets away with it because the people own the truck. That's how. As a matter of fact, in, at FedEx, you have to be a C corp to to be in the in the program. So they don't now, even allow LLCs. They now, require you to be a, a C corp. Does that mean <clears throat> that there's not some contractor working for FedEx paying somebody on a 1099? P- probably. I, I sure. certainly, I certainly would not be surprised about it. But guys, let's let's go let's go back just for a second to the problem of the hundred thousand dollar college degrees that people pay for. That well, they don't pay for them; they go into debt for them. If y'all would stop doing this dumb shit, they would stop doing it. If y'all, would, if y'all would stop signing up for lease purchases, they'd stop doing it. If y'all would stop signing up for $100,000 student loans, they'd stop doing it. You're the market. You're the one with the power. You're the one that has the decision not to put your name on that bullshit. But yet you continue to sign up for it. And then somehow... That's somebody else's fault. Well, listen, the most significant development in my life was when I finally looked in the mirror and said, hey, dumbass, you're the problem. 
Stop doing dumb shit. There is a word in your vocabulary called no. No. No, no. thank you. No, I'm not doing it. No. You know? <clears throat> um, I, there's so many problems that we see among humanity that are self-inflicted. And I know y'all don't want to hear that. It's so uncomfortable. But if you'll just, just walk into the bathroom, that's the best place to find a mirror. Just walk into the bathroom, look at the mirror, point your finger at that guy or girl and say, you are my problem. You are to blame for every bad thing that's ever happened. If you'll go back far enough, you'll find the origin point of you. You made some stupid decision that has now snowballed into the business you are. Once you have the courage to look in that mirror and say, Hey buddy, I about had enough of your shit. That's when things change because you'll finally realize that the only person going to get you out of your mess and your stink is you. Trump ain't going to do it. Biden ain't going to do it. The carriers ain't going to do it. Congress ain't going to do it. Your other Trump drivers are going to do it. You are the problem and you're the solution. That's the great. That's the, that's the best part of the whole thing. Not only are you the problem, you are the solution, but you have to start. Okay. Stop doing dumb shit. Just stop it. You know, uh, you just, you just, you can't continue a cycle of stupidity, especially when, you know, you've got the Pied Piper of stupidity, the American society, you know, everybody's going, where are we going? I don't know. We're going that way. You know, just stop. Just stop. People ask who built Vegas, the gamblers. <laughs> Well, hey, that's a that's a true statement, right? Um, uh, I'm a good driver. No accidents, no DUIs, no stupid tickets. Are you looking for good drivers? I'm hoping to come an owner-operator someday and go to Landstar. Well, go to blueribbonlogistics.com, and on the front page, you'll see a button there that says apply for the master class, and you, there's a bunch of questions that you need to answer. And you submit that form to us. And if we like what we see, we'll send you a link. Uh, let, me, let me reemphasize a couple of things, though. 26.1 M&Ms. <laughs> uh, we do not hire truck drivers. We do not give you a job. We will give you the opportunity to drive a truck to make the money to pay you the, the, the bill for being here. But you are not going to like the job that we give you. Okay. You're here for the You're here for the experience. You're here to get all the hard knocks that he and I have gone through. In 18 months, I mean, that means they're going to be compressed. That means it's going to be one hard knock after another, after another, after another, until you get bruised on the side of the head. Um, I'm not trying to discourage you, but I want to make you understand something. Do not come here if you're looking for a job. You will not like it here. Come nope. here if you want to learn how to be in business by two people that know what they're talking about who made money last year instead of losing money, okay? Mm -hmm. um, matter of fact, our income, our revenue was down $1 million last year. We made more money last year than we did the year before with 1 million less revenue. That's how we, that's what we know how to, how to teach you how to do. Okay. But it's not comfortable and we do not care about whether it's comfortable to you or not. Um, so don't get your feelings hurt because we don't want you to come here and waste your time and hours because we don't get paid for doing this. We get paid for the results. Okay. That's you driving the truck profitably, efficiently, 
making money for yourself first, for us second, and in the 18 months that you're here. But if you come here in the first week, you act like an employee, you'll be gone before the second week starts. We do not put up with truck driver bullshit. We do not put up with employees here. Okay, we're looking for entrepreneurs, business people, people who have that burning in their gut to do something that's better than they've ever done before. And understand that the 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 uh, the the greater of the whole. What, what's the what's the phrase? The the, um, the, the there's you know uh, not it's it's not all about you. It, it's about you as part of every part of the rest of the team. Um, there was a saying I was trying I, to think yeah, of. Yeah, I know what you're thinking of, and it's not coming to me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, but, this, uh, but, this, but but please listen. Please listen to me, okay? Because we're not kidding. People come here and they think that we're just kidding. And they get here, and, and day one, not. they're they're in shock. Uh, and then they want to come out with all this self-righteousness. Well, that's not Christian lighter. That's not this. Listen, you're trust me when I tell you this. You're going to come here, and you're going to work harder than you've ever worked in your life, unless you became a Navy SEAL. It probably won't be that hard, but it'll be the next thing to it. Right. Uh, and not because we're going to drive your dick in the ground, but it's just your, your, the, the, the mental capacity that's required to get what we're going to teach you in 18 months takes everything you can muster to, 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 to make it happen and the expectation we put on you while you're here. Um, most people, I'll tell you right now, most people can't do this. Most people that come here don't stay. They don't fail. They just decide that it's not for them because they find out the business is hard mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and they don't want to work that hard. Now, they don't say it that way because they won't own up to it, but we see it. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not, I don't want to work that hard. I don't want to, I don't want to have to, I don't want to deal with those details. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I know I don't want to do something that's uncomfortable. I want to go home every weekend. Don't come here. Okay. That's not what we do here. Okay. But we will teach you how to start a business and stay in business, even when the rates are what they are right now. Um, so please, please t- take my advice here and listen to me because we're not kidding. We're not kidding. Uh, day one will be sh- shock to most people who come here. And please, I, I, my, my, my most humble request is if you do make a mistake and you do come here and you have no idea what you've gotten yourself into, um, please leave Jesus out of it. He's suffered enough as it is. Okay. Yes. Can we just, can we just, let's, let's leave Jesus out of it. Okay. Please. So that, there's some inside baseball there. I know, but I just, I just want to say for the record. If you make make a poor decision to come here um, and you find out uh, when you get here that this ain't for you, just leave Jesus out. Um, uh, (laughs) So here's a follow-up, and I like this. And this is a good – I want to make this point. Uh, Thank you, Willie. That's what I'm looking for. The whole is rather than some of its parts. Thank you, Willie. Yeah. Um, Beating a dead horse. But now this makes me wonder – how Prime gets so many drivers to lease purchase plus make a YouTube channel about it. Now, we we know a guy, okay, that went to Prime and absolutely worked like an animal. I don't think he went home for two years, if I'm remembering the story correctly. Literally never went home. Impressive. It was impressive. Okay. It was he impressive. completed the lease. He, he, but that he owned the truck. He completed but, the lease had, I don't know. Well, there was a couple of those. There was two of them we knew of. Okay. Because the, you, you got to wait Paul Harvey for the rest of the story. Yeah. 
Okay. Both of these guys went to prime work like animals. Okay. Made money, made a profit, left with their cash, paid cash for trucks. Okay. Went to Landstar. One of them came into our mentoring program and was here as a ment as a mentee for a year and a half. At least first, a year. First name. Ish. Okay. Okay. I booked his loads. Okay. I put a half a million dollars in gross freight on him in a little over a year. Okay. I know how much money that truck made. Neither one of these guys that started at Prime and worked like animals and got trucks and paid for them and brought a Landstar, neither one of them is a BCO today. Bad decisions. Not managing money well. Mainly bad decisions. Okay? So here's my question. It's not to say that you cannot make money at Prime. Okay, because there are the outliers. There are the people with an unbelievable work ethic. Okay, and and of course, there everybody thinks that YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and all that shit's easy. It's not. Okay, it's a full time damn job. That's why I'm not very good at it because I'm kind of busy. Okay, <clears throat> but why, why would you go to Prime like they did? and work for a year or two like an animal. Never go home. Ever go home. Work, 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 work. Make that money. And not only fail in uh, the one guy failed at like 18 months at Landstar, and the other one failed in like eight. That's not worth it. That's, I mean, that's... That 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 ugh, that makes me want to throw up my mouth a little bit to think to work that hard and to go to that length and still fail. Why did they fail? Because they did not make decisions like business people do. They were great prime drivers, right? The minute they came to Landstar, the shit went off the rails. And, and one who, who's a friend, I consider him a friend. He's a good guy. But because of a really, really stupid decision, he now long, no longer has a, has a business. It's, it's over. What we're teaching here is how to manage that risk. Above all, yeah, we teach you revenue and we teach you cost cutting and we teach you accounting and and, all, and and maintenance. We teach up. But the number one thing is how do I make the next decision with the least amount of risk to me, to my business, to my family, to my customer? How do I make the next decision with the least amount of risk? That's what we teach. Okay. <clears throat> all the other stuff's a side benefit. But you're going to be presented as a business owner. Boom, here's the problem. The problem's right here in front of me. I've got five different choices, okay, to solve this problem. Which one's the least, uh, the, the least disruptive? Which one's the least risky? Which one's going to cost me the least amount of money? Uh, what, how do I get to tomorrow? That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is what we are exceptionally good at. Nobody, in my mind, uh, can compete with us when it comes to getting in the foxhole 
you know, and I pick up the phone. Hey, Larry, we got a problem. What do you think? All right, let's hash it out. Give us 10 minutes. Okay. We will fix a problem that you think is the end of life. Give us 10 minutes. We'll have it fixed. We'll have a solution. We'll have a plan out and we will know what, what's the next five steps to take. That's that, that, and that, and that's why you come here. That's, that's what, that's what you come here for, not to get paid while the trucks broke down. That's pennies. These are, these are dollars. These are big, big dollars. Okay. This is where the value is not in the job. So please understand that. Okay. Please understand. Um, yeah, you know, I, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm a sourpuss or whatever. Or that we're we're haters. We're not. We're really, really good people. We care about you, but, but you have to understand something. We deal with so many people who, you know, who come here telling us they want to change their ways. I will tell you. I will, I will give you this statistic. Okay, we've had several Landstar BCOs come here to be in the program because they've lost their truck. They've they've done, they've made big mistakes. They they see that they what they're what they're doing is wrong. They come here and they want to do what's right, and not not one single one of them lasted more than three weeks, because they it's not they they refuse to do what's right. They mm-hmm. refuse to do the work. They think they're going to come here and get some magic password, and some secret decoder ring where they're going to get all this extra freight and revenue. But that that they understand is we do the same freight they do. We just do it better, you know. We do, we do the same thing they do. We're just more efficient at it. We're better at it. We do it for lower cost. Um, we do it for more money. We, we have relationships where we can get the same load for a little bit better money. We're really good negotiators. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we just do it better. The same shit better. And they can't, they, they, it discourages them because they wanted to come here and find an easy way to success. And it doesn't exist. Nope. You know, um, we are successful, but we work very, very hard to be successful. And here's the other thing. We do not accept excuses from you, from each other, from anybody. Okay. Everybody here is held accountable. Um, you know, right up to me and him, you know, I'm accountable to him. He's accountable to me because we don't, we don't accept excuses here. We only accept perfection performance, the best you can do, literally the best you can do, not mouth service. Oh, that's the best I could do. Really? Let Chris get in your logs and, and show you how best you can do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Many a guys came with that excuse until we got into his logs and, and we go, wait a minute. I thought the best you could do. Why did you waste three hours at Walmart in the parking lot on duty? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, so, so it wasn't the best you could do, was it? It's, it's all you wanted to do. It's all you're willing to do, you know? So let we me, don't, let me, let me, let me, let me tell that. Okay. All right. Let me tell that. All right. I, so context, we have a dedicated email account for each truck. Okay. And everybody's logged into it. So everybody can see all the emails, right? Everybody being the management team. Yeah. Transparency and an ease of communication. Okay. I see an email pop up, uh, from the customer that says that, uh, that the delivery had been rescheduled for the next day. I don't know what, that's weird. I didn't know anything about that. So I look at the, the, what that agent was responding to and it said, I'm not getting enough hours on my recap to make it to the delivery on Wednesday. I think it was. So, um, I need the delivery appointment moved and by some miracle, they moved it to the next day. Okay. Now I've not heard a peep from the driver. Okay. Well, I'm like, well, that's, that's interesting. So I, we have a GPS tracker and all the trucks and I'm like, well, where's the truck? The truck's 630 miles. 
from the delivery. Okay. I'm like, okay, well, it's, it's 11 hour day. And I look at his logs and he's got nine hours and 45 minutes on his clock available. So he's about an hour and a quarter short from making it to the customer to deliver on time. I'm like, he hasn't driven really all that many. Like, how's he out of hours? So I go and look, I log into his logs and he spent 25 hours on duty. Um, in like five days, 25 hours on duty. And I'm looking at what he's doing on duty. Well, if he stops the truck somewhere, he just sets the brakes and gets out. He doesn't go off duty when he's not driving. And so I'm thinking, well, you know, if, if you didn't spend 25 hours just wasting, letting the clock run, you could meet this objective. You could meet this deadline, not have to have the customer reschedule. Now, can you imagine, because we've seen it happen when they say, oh, you're not going to make your delivery. The next available appointment is next Tuesday. What, what would he have done then? Now, by the way, this is this is where Jesus came into the picture. By the way, right? Yeah, Jesus got Jesus got drug into this uh, through no fault of his own. Um, and full disclosure, this guy they had to work here anymore. Okay, right. Uh, DL, are the logs able to be edited? Yes, yes. The drive line, the drive line cannot be edited. So you know. You could look back and say, hmm, I maybe shouldn't have spent 30 minutes on duty while I was taking a dump. Um, so maybe I edit that back to off-duty. But, but they see, that's problem-solving, right? Um, you know, so I, look, like Larry has said, neither one of us has any interest whatsoever in, in, in owning and running a trucking company. Okay, we don't. We have one, okay, but but it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a business training program disguising itself as a trucking company. Okay, it's a paid it's a paid apprenticeship, so you guys can make good money <clears throat> while you work while you're here, and we can all get paid without having to charge you to be here. That's why we do trucking. Trucking's what we do. It's how we get paid. It's where the money comes from, right? But somebody asked in the TikTok, uh, how often do drivers go home? Well, whenever it's necessary, but remember that when you're in business, okay, and our, our market is the first time owner operator, the person that has no business experience that wants to learn how to run a business. Well, what I'm going to tell you is that this right here, the secret weapon, this decides when you go home. Okay. Not your wife, not your kids, not your mama, not your daddy, not your girlfriend, not your mother. Not, not because it's Friday. Not because of it. This right here decides, can I, can I afford to park this truck right now? If the answer is yes, well, yeah, going home. But if the answer is no, the truck hasn't made enough money this week, then no, we're not going home, right? Um, that's the decision that I had to make as a BCO. That's also the decision I had to make as a company driver for Larry. My trailer was loaded from the day I went to work for him until the day I moved into this chair. My trailer was loaded with three exceptions. 
two Louisville truck shows and a trip to the beach in 2019. Otherwise, my trailer was loaded for three and a half years. I was fortunate to listen. I'm listen. I was fortunate to live in a place where I could get home easily, West Virginia, right? Which is weird because West Virginia is a black hole for everything except it's a freight lane. So I was fortunate um, to get to go home every weekend. But there were times when I went, the calculator has spoken. Um, and I, I can't afford to go home this weekend. I can't afford to take time off for this thing. <clears throat> you know, my daughter is a, is a champ, a state champion fiddle player. Okay. For the rest, for the rest of you, that's called violin in West Virginia. Well, it has strings, not strings. Um, I've missed. And usually there's moonshine close by. Well, let's not listen. What state, what happens in the mountains stays in the mountains. Um, but I missed some of those performances, you know, I missed volleyball games and archery tournaments and, and different things that my kids, uh, had to do. Now I'm fortunate now that I've earned a place to where I get to be very, very involved. Um, but listen, y'all, if that trailer ain't loaded, that trailer, ain't, that truck ain't make no money. Right. And let's be honest, let me, let me, let me, let me add to this, Chris. Okay. The, the question again was, um, how often do your truck, your, your drivers get to go home? Let me remind you here, we're teaching you how to get in business and stay in business. So if you own the truck, would you go home if if going home kept you from having enough money to pay your bills, uh, have enough money to operate the next month? We, in other words, the business dictates that, okay, because you understand that home time and income are enemies of each other. So we don't have a policy that tells you when to go home. We're teaching you how to make that decision because you're here to learn how to drive the truck as if it's your own. And we expect you to drive it as if, as if it's your own right now to get in the habit of it. So that decision is made by you and the truck. Can you, like Chris said, can you park the truck at home for four or five days and come back out and still have the revenue you need to do what you need to do with for your business and for your personal life? If that's yes, absolutely go home every day if you want to. But if that's not the case, then you have to do what you have to do to keep your business up. We, that's not a decision we make. That's a decision we let you make. And some people misunderstand. I think that we're hard asses. No, businesses, what, biz, businesses are hard asses. We're just in, we're introducing you to that so you get a feel for it before you make the decision to do it. And then understand that, why, what did I get myself into? Why am I failing? Well, you're failing because you don't make enough money, okay? We had a guy actually, he says, why do you set your revenues at what you do? Because that's what makes profit. And in business, the only thing you have to do to stay in business is make profit. So if, if making profit requires revenue to be at a certain level, that's where the revenue has to be. So it's all a math problem. Everything in business is a math problem. It's not an emotional problem. It's not, oh, I want to go home because it's my wife's birthday. That's great. But, you know, go home and explain to your wife why your business is failing, okay? Uh, and then let her see if she wants you to still, you know, I hear all this all the time. And I talk to wives and they go, hell no, keep the son bitch out. You know, <laughs> just send the money, okay? Send me the money. He doesn't right. need to come home. Keep him out working. Okay. So um, anyway, by the way, uh, um, Niven, I apologize for I sliding see, you. I, I was getting ready to say that you've horribly offended one of our commenters by yeah. referencing seals and not green beret. Uh, smooth operator truck is a guy named Niven. He's a green beret instructor, by the way, good friend of the of, of mine and also of the program. And uh, I apologize wholeheartedly, Niven, that uh, I'm not using green berets as an example. I will change my ways. 
So uh, yeah. please forgive you, me. You, uh, you need to please don't whip my ass, okay? So right, and you need to bring your green beret ass out to the truck show. So make sure you're out there. Yeah, let me know um, if you're. Let me know if you're going to be in Louisville, by the way, uh, David. So, um, um, well, and there was a comment on TikTok that goes with this, uh, and it, it goes with our problem that we had. I've seen many successful business owners give up their health balance needed. Valid point. It is a valid point because your health, if you don't have your health, you don't have nothing. Right. Um, but what we're trying to get people to understand is something that I want my kids to understand. I want my kids from about, you know, 17, 18 up to about 30 to work like animals. Okay. I want them to work like stupid people so that they've made investments, they've managed risk and they've built wealth right? So that they don't have to, they're not forced to work like animals when they're in their fifties. Okay. That's what we're trying to get through. And and y'all, the number of people, we don't get as much of these as we did when the market was up, but we would get people in their sixties wanting to come and drive for us and learn how to be an owner operator because they're looking and going, well, I've got no retirement. Um, I need to buy a truck so that I can make enough money to retire on. No, 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 no. That that's how you, that's how you end up broke and desolate. No, you don't, you don't do that because th this is, we sell crock pots here, not what my, not microwaves, right? This is a, this is a long-term process, but if you will come and listen and be coachable, we can teach you in 18 months how to run a profitable, sustainable, successful business so that in maybe three to five years, you can build a business that is more of an asset than a liability, you know, to kind of use Robert Kiyosaki terminology, right? You don't actively have to drive the truck anymore. You get paid while you're sleeping. That's, that's where you want to be, right? So there is a balance needed, but you're not going to get that balance in this program, okay? talk about the green berets. Do you think that there was a work-life balance when Niven was learning how to be a green beret? No, they whipped his ass every day. They made him run. They got him up in the middle of the night and they beat him like a rented mule to turn him into the machine that he is today. Okay. Uh, and that's what we're doing here. It's a great, I use the term deployment, right? Because there are people that will think nothing about, well, hell, I'm in the military. I got to go, you know, live in the sand for 15 months. Okay. Well, come do that here. Just, 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 just close the door, put your foot on the gas, shut your mouth, open your ears and learn. It'll be over soon. But then you will have the habits, the outlook, the perspective, the attitude of a business person that can be wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. But you're going to have to work hard for 18 months. You're going to have to suck it up. And, you know, I'm out of wax paper to put on the seat to keep your candy ass from sticking to it. Okay. Uh, you, you're just going to have to suck it up and realize that this is hard. Okay. And it's harder if you're dumb, you know, and it's harder if you're lazy. It's not easy. We don't, we, we had, and that was the, the thing with this latest disagreement that we've had. I don't promise you home time. I don't promise you money. I promise you that I'm going to teach you how to run a successful business. 
you know, um, I wish I could pay drivers 2,500 bucks a week. I wish I could, but the rates are what the rates are and we pay a percentage. And when you're an owner operator, you know what you're going to get a piece of the revenue. And when the revenue goes up, you better be about closing that door and putting your foot on the gas and making hay while the sun shines. All right. Because there were, there were people when the market went up, they just worked less. Oh my gosh, look, I can work one day a week and make what I did last night. Now, what are they doing? They're broke. They're out of business and they're, and they're, and they're, and they want to go shut the highway down and throw a, a temper tantrum like a toddler and drive circles around the Capitol. Y'all had your opportunity in 21 and 22. In the biggest trucking market in history, y'all had the opportunity to make piles and piles and piles and piles of money. And you didn't do it. You blew it. You whiffed on that ball. You, you completely bypassed the opportunity. And now that what has happened that we told y'all two years ago was going to happen, go back and watch the videos from 21 and 22 where we were saying, this is not going to last. This is not sustainable. Y'all better get ready. This market's going to crash. The rates are going to go down. And those of you that have bought $250,000 trucks are up a creek without a paddle. We tried to tell you and you wouldn't listen. So here we are, but yet we're profitable. Every week, we're profitable. It remains so. It's going to come back up because it does every time. We live in a boom-bust cycle. It's been that way in the United States of America since 1913. Okay? Boom, bust, boom, bust, boom, bust, boom, bust. We're in the bust. you got to wait for the boom. I'm going to tell you right now. When the next boom comes, get off your ass and go to work. Yeah, Barbara, Barbara, my candy ass needs to be stuck to the seat, so I'll stay in it and drive. Yeah, and 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 stay out of some things, <laughs> don't you, sister? <clears throat> some more inside baseball, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, we're we're gonna have a podcast from the truck show with everybody me in there. Yeah. I'm gonna let Barb tell that story. You know, yeah, in her. She needs work. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not in, in, in guilty of defamation. She can defame herself. So. <laughs> defame herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going to defame you. You know, we'll let you defame yourself. You, we'll be glad to open our platform for everybody to defame themselves. Uh, yeah. So I hope we covered home time. You know, uh, again, yeah. it's all about making the right decision. Okay. And, and, and the one thing you'll learn here is we don't make decisions make based on emotion. They only make decisions based on math. That's it. Cause that's what business is all about math. Okay. So if yeah. that hurts some of your feelings, I'm sorry, but you know, if that's the case, don't go in business. Okay. If, if you want to be an employee, be an employee. Okay. Don't go into business and expect to be an employee. You won't that all that entitlement goes away when you become the business owner. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, it's a decision. To, it's not for everybody. Self-employment is not for everybody. It's for the select few who understand the price and understand the, the reward, but there is a price. There's also a price for regret and failure. Okay. It's just how to choose which one you want to pay. Yep. 
uh, Felton said, is there an episode explaining how to make spreadsheets? There's not an episode of the blue ribbon podcast that explains how to make spreadsheets, but there's about 4 million on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Listen, people- I'm convinced now after, after being with Chris for a couple of years that you could go on YouTube and do a root canal. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, y'all, I it, watched a two hour video on a guy building a 10 speed eating fuller transmission from a bear case up. And, and then I went and did it. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. I've watched that video, and I'm convinced now that I could turn on that video and I could build a 10-speed. I watched him do it, right? You know, that's another thing. That's another thing. You know, he's watching people do it. That's another thing. You get to come in and you get to watch us do it. It's not like you're reading a book. You get to watch what we do. Now, you got to want to do it. We've had people come here and have the opportunity to watch, and they chose to sit in sleeper berth. But if you if you'll ask the questions and be curious, be curious, you can watch everything we do. We do everything transparently or everything in case you yep. can't tell by our TikToks. Um, yep. I think Chris goes in the bathroom, and wipes his ass with the TikTok going. Um, Guilty. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, you, do we pull flatbeds? Yes, we have a couple of platforms. We're looking at adding a couple. Um <clears throat> Yeah. But, but we that's don't. But we don't start there. You. Everybody starts with a van pulling general freight because that's what we call blocking and tackling. And when the flatbed market goes south, everybody jumps to van. So we want you to know how to do that. So when it's ready for you to do that, you'll know how to do it. Uh, plus, you learn the procedures in a van because you. There's more repetitions. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, platform by its own design has a lot of deadhead that van doesn't have. You reload when you where you unload. That's not the case of the platform. So you get a lot more repetitions in and van. So you learn you learn faster. So that's where you're going to start. But we do have it available for people who have experience or, or want to get in there. Barbara's a good example. Barbara had no experience, but Barbara is an excellent student. And uh, look, she she's not afraid to throw a few chains around and tarp. Um, wait till y'all meet her. But uh, she's a go-getter. And uh, she's we've, we've allowed her to be in the program, in the, in the platform program now. So um, the platform program is subject to Phil's. Phil is our platform dispatcher and director. It's subject to him a, a allowing you. And I will tell you right now, if you're not very good with details, he's not going to let you come because that's a detailed business. But you, you mess up in that business, you kill people quick. Uh, and so uh, you got to follow instructions. you got to be detail-oriented and, and accountable. Boy, so, y'all, um, y'all think I'm a bastard. You know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Phil's just a lot nicer. He acts a lot nicer, but he's mean. Yeah. Chris is, Chris is just a jerk and he's mean. So that's the difference. So midlife trucker says you have a video somewhere where you gave the split sleeper birth model to avoid the 30 minute break. I took it as a great teaching moment. The comment section on that video is hysterical. Okay. Now let me give you some inside baseball. I made that video, uh, in 2022, I got a wild hair and just took a truck out and did a load for a week. Okay. And I took an opportunity. I thought, well, Hey, I, I realized what I was doing, what my trip plan was. So I just made a video about it for our people only. Right. And I just put it in our fleet message and I'm like, Hey, this is me explaining how I'm going to utilize this A2 split. Well, months and months and months later, I found that video and I went, Hmm, let me stick it on TikTok. Oh my God. The comments are hysterical. When we but, came out, when we came out with that, by the way, we had a BCO and a former BCO in the program. Okay, he'd he'd failed and lost his truck, mind you. Okay, that's why he was here. Do you know that his response to that was, 
I'm not going to do that because that's not safe. That was his, that was his response to the split birth. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do that. That's not safe. All right, Ben, I'm going to give you one, this one last question. Do state laws give your employer a right to determine what qualifies you as a 1099 contract? No, no. In revenue service, that is a federal agency. And again, the most vicious, violent, and aggressive uh, collection agency on planet Earth. The Internal Revenue Service decides what's a W-2 and what's a 1099. It's on their website. It's published. It's published. It's published data. And it's not hard to figure out or understand. Even even a truck driver can do it. (laughs) I I made a reference a couple weeks ago to, well, no, I think maybe you did. Even a caveman can do it. Uh, and then no, I realized, I, yeah, I think you did, but, uh, it reminded me of the Geico ads. They had all these Geico ads with the caveman. Well, this is so simple. Even a caveman can, and there'll always be this pissed off caveman. Like, I can't believe you're making fun of me. Right. That's but why like, I did it. But like our Mr. Miyagi, I have to real, I have to remember that like those Geico ads are like 20 years old, you know, it's like, do if I, if I mention the caveman, do people really know what I'm talking about, you know? Well, they're coming out again right now. I see a couple of them on TV. Oh, okay. I don't Gosh, watch them. commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I watch YouTube. <clears throat> um, and somebody made a comment up there. I don't remember who it was, but said, you know, making six figures in a truck and doing a YouTube channel is tough. Um, everybody wants to, and I see little kids now. What, you know, when I was a kid, you know, we, we had this local guy called Mr. Cartoon, uh, and did a, se- a Saturday morning show and they were recorded in the studio in Charleston. And it was the weatherman dressed up as Mr. Cartoon. And so that I always say, Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a policeman or a firefighter. I want to be the president. What do they want to be a now YouTuber? I want to be a YouTuber. Uh, well, Cletus McFarland's one of the most successful YouTubers ever. And he says, everybody wants to be a YouTuber until it's time to edit. And I can testify because I've got <clears throat> hours a video on my phone that could be turned into YouTube videos. Y'all it's hard, you know, it's the same photographers say the same thing, by the way, now the digital photography, because everybody takes a million Mm -hmm. shots. Everybody wants to be one until they have to edit, go to Lightroom. Yeah. And they go, Oh, this is not fun. Well, there's one guy I I follow. He quit. He was a body man. He was like $125,000 a year body man. And he quit to do YouTube full time. And he spends 40 hours a week editing plus all of the hours that he does actually making the content. And I'm going, my God, that's a full-time job just to do, you know, just to turn it into something that somebody will watch. You know, he's very good at it. He's been successful. Um, Oh, Willie Lee. I saw this earlier and I forgot to address it. Is there any specific order for building a lunatic truck from day one? Uh, blueribbonlogistics.com slash truck is kind of a list of all of the things that we do to a truck. I have a recommendation. Mm -hmm. Do the things that have the return. They either cost the least or have the, have the fastest return. That way you can afford to do them all. So in in our case, OPS would be number one because it's the fastest return. Mm -hmm. Then some of the ones that aren't as expensive, you can knock out. But just yeah. do them in the order that that you that that you can get the return on the investment. Do the expensive stuff last, you know. And and there's a playlist on our TikTok channel uh, 
you, if you go to the TikTok profile, you'll see it says $15,000 truck. And I went through a truck front to back, top to bottom. Um, and, and everything that we did to that truck is outlined on that playlist. I don't know. There's probably 11 or 12, 13 videos. Uh, I'll tell you this. When I first came to blue ribbon and we brought a new truck into the fleet, I would get in it. First thing we did was got it DOT legal lights, brakes, tires, DOT legal, ready to pass a, a Landstar inspection. Um, <clears throat> then I would start driving it. Okay. And then we would do this and we do that. And we would over a period of a few weeks or a couple of months, we would do all of the things. But I, I one of my observations was, man, we're taking the tires off this thing like five different times. And so we made the calculation of, well, what if we just take the tires off once? What if we just acquire the truck, set it on jack stands, and go through it? There's going to be a labor savings there, you know, that uh, to take the wheels off once. Well, let's just check brakes, wheel seals, shocks, bushings, alignment. Just do it. And now it's done, right? And and in that vein you can combine a lot of labor time uh rather than doing things multiple times um so my preferred method is to acquire the truck and just do it all right now you should i think you should have you should have the capital to be able to do that right um you're if you can't do it yourself i did uh, and I did it at Chris Dolan's shop. All right. And so I, I had, I did have the opportunity to use some of his big tools, but about 90% of what I did was with a Harbor freight toolkit and a Milwaukee impact gun and, and a torch because fire is important for old rusty boats. <clears throat> um, and, and a credit card friend of me or Josh one that always helped him a little bit. What? That, that, no, that helped a lot. Um, but, but I show you on that, on that playlist, you know, that, that, that I did most of that work myself, which means you can do it yourself. All right. You can, you can go to Harbor Freight and buy the $150, uh, air jack, which means you need the Harbor Freight $300 air compressor and you need the $200 Milwaukee impact gun. And, and, but you can go spend about 500 bucks at Harbor Freight and get all the tools that you need to do a truck from front to back. There's really no special tools involved unless you're getting inside the motor. Um, so, or if you find that local shop because you've networked and you've built a relationship and say, look, here's what I want to do. I want to pull this thing in and I want to put it on jack stands. I want to do all of this. Well, what if they do that for $6,000 labor? Right. I mean, what if they do it for five grand? Say, listen, I'll give you five grand to put this thing on jack stands and throw all these parts at it. I, that, that could be a pretty good deal. Um, and when you're not going to the dealership, you can get a lot of value from a shop for five grand, but you're not doing that at the $180, $200 an hour rush truck center. <clears throat> Well, listen, we have, we've come up on the two hour mark. 
um, which is which is pretty good. Uh, so I think I think that's good enough for one night. Um, I, we've we've done our best to answer all the questions. Um, let's talk about let's talk about some upcoming events. Well, let's talk about the sponsor too. Let's hit that. Uh, you, you start with that. Yeah. So uh, Pittsburgh Power uh, is our sponsor. We are stocking distributors of OPS and Max Mileage. <clears throat> you can now stop and get that in Charleston, so it's easier for you to get to in with a truck and a trailer. Um. We will be in the Pittsburgh Power booth at the truck show on Friday. We'll be in the Landstar booth on Saturday. So 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 come by and see us. The um, Pittsburgh Power booth is is in a community of several booths that we'll be in. We might yeah. not be in their booth per se, but we'll be in that community. Yeah. So MD all of our Lyman. suppliers are basically together. So yeah. MD alignments there, fleet air filters mm-hmm. there, OPS Pittsburgh Power, FAST is right there beside Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Power. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those guys are there. That's where we'll be hanging out. So if you talk to Pittsburgh Power, you can order stuff off of our website. But if you talk to them, make sure you heard, tell them you heard about them on the Blue Ribbon Podcast. We'd appreciate that. Um, okay. And what other business did you? Well, I was just going to talk about the truck show. You know, we were talking about on Thursday night, if some of you guys want to get together and put a face with a with a name or, or just, you know, whatever, hang out. We're going to be in the casino at Southern Indiana Caesars. On Thursday night, we'll find a place in the casino where we meet. Chris can probably get on TikTok and, and give everybody an idea where we are. And we'll have like a little impromptu get together right there. Um, and uh, that if, if you guys want to do that, that's where we'll have an availability there. And then, um, like you said, Friday, we'll be at the truck show all day. Uh, we'll actually be there on Wednesday because we're all going to be in the CMC on Wednesday. But I doubt we'll be walking around the truck show much. Uh, and then Saturday we'll be at the Landstar uh, booth uh, answering Landstar questions. But uh, come find us and meet us and shake our hand and introduce yourselves. We met a lot of you last year, which we really enjoyed doing that. And, uh, and of course, we'll have our, our company awards dinner on Saturday night. Chris, are you going uh, to live cast that again? Yeah. I'm just going to oh. do it better this time. Okay. So you'll be able to see all of our guys getting their awards this year. And uh, – that's always a good night. That's my most my, my that's my most fun night of the year, uh, doing that uh, that night. So it's all always fun to recognize these guys that we kicked their ass all year, and now we get to brag on them and and uh, showcase them a little bit, and give them some hardware and some uh, attaboys, you know, girls. But anyway, um, we look forward to meeting you guys and. Uh, is there anything else, Chris, on the horizon? We do have a shop now that we're involved in, and Chris, put the address out there. 2209 6th Avenue, Charleston, West Virginia. Cam's yeah. uh, Service Center. They're 24-7 road service um, and can do just, just about anything. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think I heard him say that once the you know weather gets better in the in – the, and the business picks up a little bit. I, I think he's going to put on a third shift. So, I mean, there could be a 24-7 shop going there, too. Um, we're trying to build, you know, relationships with parts suppliers. But, Lord, have mercy. I don't know who that is. Um, but it's a good shop, good people. Um, they'll take care of you. So, if you stop in there to get our stuff, OPS or, or Max Mileage, we do have truck and trailer parking there. Plenty of it. It's open space. You don't have to back in these little tight spots. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very, very big lot, very close to the interstate. And it's listed on Google now. So if you put CAMS Service Center in Charleston, it'll uh, uh, Google will take you right there. And TikTok user with the 07 Mercedes, should you keep it? Hell yeah, you should keep it. If it's Absolutely. running, keep running it. Absolutely. I put 1.8 million miles on one of those. Yeah. So um, uh, we're going to try to solidify some uh, some deals at the truck show on some services we want to offer there. We're going to, we're hoping to become a Pittsburgh power uh, remote tune shop there. We're hoping to have an MD alignment franchise there and uh, mm-hmm. even a um, axle surgeon franchise there. We're going to try to put these deals together while we're all together at the truck show. So we'll have some more announcements about that at the truck show, I'm sure, hopefully. So, um, yeah. And soon be looking for us on the audio road. Uh, Kevin Rutherford. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can download his app. It's called Let's Truck. It's a Let's Truck app, and you can uh, find us on that app. You know, I think it's called under- Audio Road. I think the Let's Truck app is Fuel Gauges. I think it's called Audio Road. I'll have to. Well, well, I'm supposed to meet with them on the 12th to get all the details. So I'll yeah. I'll put that on our website and all of our social. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 let you know how to find it. But uh, anyway, that's a that's a pretty big deal for us. We get a introduced to a whole new audience there and. You know, it's it's a it's a pretty warm audience for us because all those guys that are Kevin followers are you know pretty much aligned with how we think older trucks and lunatic business model and stuff like that. So it'll be a warm market for us, I'm sure. So yeah. Um, all right, y'all. <clears throat> well, we will uh, we'll see everybody next Friday night at uh, eight o'clock. And yeah, and, then, and those of you who have been asking, I'm doing much better. My voice is a little weak, uh, but I'm feeling much much better. Um, I do a lot of therapy, and so all my doctors are saying I'm way, way ahead of schedule. And so the only thing I got coming out of dread is next Thursday, I've got this thing called a cardioversion, which I'm not crazy about. I refer to it uh, kind of humorously as my execution because you uh, they literally, you go into the hospital, they stop your heart and restart again. So I'm not uh, crazy about the idea of that, but, uh, you know, all the guys or all the doctors are saying that's what I need to stop this AFib that I'm having constantly. Uh, so anyway, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, you guys like, pray for me next week, Thursday like around Thursday around noon. Um, my enemies are going to be, going to be, uh, rooting for the, the heart to stop and stay stopped. But I need, like, a, I need I, as many of you guys uh, that, that are on my side. Okay. So you're like um, an iPhone. They got to turn you off, turn you back on again. You work it, get you working. Get me rebooted. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Anyway, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fine. I'm doing fine physically. I just, I still fight this brain fog where I, I just get, uh, I just get mentally exhausted. I, you know, it's, it's a really different thing. You know, you, I know you can get exhausted physically and you, but that's nothing like being mentally exhausted. When you get mentally exhausted, you're done. You're just, there's no more left. Yeah. Uh, you can't, whether you're a green beret or a seal, you can't pull more out of it. When you, when you're mentally done, you're done. It's over. And so I, I hit that wall pretty early on. Um, we, we call it that they have a thing called the spoon uh, theory. And um, the, the theory is that, you know, each day you start out with X number of spoons and when you use those spoons up, you're done. And so you have to kind of assign values to these spoons and you have to decide ahead of time, is that task worth my spoons? Like today, I have to go over, my, I, get my, I get my American Express statement once a month and Chris uses the card all the time. And he's not very good at, at documenting where he spends the money all the time. And so instead of me trying to, to solve that mystery all day by myself and use all my spoons up, I called him. I said, Chris, help me here. Save all my brain power. Help me find these 
these invoices. And it uh, made a big difference because I got it done with his brain power instead of mine. And uh, that was a big, I know that sounds very, very, uh, you know, whatever, unimportant. But right now that's my number one struggle is, uh, is keeping uh, enough brain power to do my job and to run this company. Uh, if it weren't for Chris, I couldn't do it. He, he's been, he's been the lifeblood, you know, of the, since, since January 8th when this happened. And, uh, you know, he likes to do things his way. Sometimes I have to kind of jump his ass and go, Chris, that's not the way I would do it. And he goes, that's a, but, but what, my way is better. And most of the time it is, it's just not what I'm used right. to doing. That, 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 let's not leave that part out. <laughs> you know, he wants to take advantage of, of this situation while he's doing it to improve it. And and right now that's exactly what I don't need because now I don't have any familiarity. So you're talking about using up spoons. Okay. So, um, but uh, anyway, we're getting through it. It's been a, you, it's been you, a good you were, But you were half a drawer short of spoons anyway. So, you know, yeah. This is a guy I pay a lot of money to. Okay, this is the way he teaches me. He treats me, but yeah. But no, we we've gotten through this, and and uh, you know that's a good thing about him and me. We hold each other accountable, and and uh, but at the end of the day, we have uh, the same thing. Uh, our goal is the same: is to to make this company the best it can be, to give an opportunity for these guys to come here and learn. We're very serious. We're passionately serious about what we do. That's why we're so we're so passionate about it and we're so, you know, we're so committed to it is that we don't want you to, to suffer the consequences of, of how you can be done the normal way. Okay. So, um, but, uh, but that's our, that's our, our, our crusade and our mission. And, and uh, we're both very, very passionate about it. And I'm really lucky to have him, you know, join me in this mission because uh, you know, it's something that we both work together. We just happen to find the right person, you know, because we work together well and the things I'm good at, he's not. And the things he's good at, I'm horrible at. And so we, we, we make each other better. And that's all we can ask is, is, is to do that. So and if you guys come here and want to learn, you know, we can make you better if you'll listen and if you'll take what we tell you to, to heart. Um, because we have no ulterior motive. You know, the way this works is that nobody gets paid unless you get, you get paid first. You get, you get paid the biggest percentage of the, uh, of the freight. Bigger than Landstar, bigger than everybody. You get paid the biggest, and everybody else gets a proportionate piece of it. And uh, but that's what makes this program so good is that there's no one makes it money unless everybody makes money. And and the driver literally comes from literally comes first. And so at least in the pay standpoint, now we don't make the driver first in comfort. Uh, and we we and we warn you about that that this is not, don't come here to be be comfortable because you don't learn being comfortable. You learn you know, getting your ass kicked and getting, and, and, and you pull, when you learn the most, when you pull the wallet out, that's when you really learn. And so we can try to keep you from doing that, but we make you feel the pain when you pull my wallet out because now I'm in your ass. Okay. So, um, but you get, you get, you get to feel what that's like without having to pull your wallet out. And that's what we do here. So, uh, but, um, you know, we don't, we don't recruit here because we don't, we're not, we don't have jobs. We don't hire drivers, but, we do have some trucks coming on that we're going to have available. If some of you guys that want to be in this program and experience what we do, uh, go on the website and put send in submissions. We can get you in an interview because we don't, we have a we have more people that are going to apply than we have trucks. So I can promise you that. So uh, it's it's a process of us picking the right people, not necessarily the first people or the best people. It's the right people, and the only way we know that is when we talk with you and interview you and find out what your attitude is and what your background is and, you know, what, what your, you know, what your, um, 
you know, how you think, uh, because we don't want to waste people's time here, especially ours. So uh, don't get your feelings hurt if we tell you you're not right for this. It's just it's not for everybody. And we, we can, we've done it enough that we can see that we can we can we can hear things you say and we can just go. If that's the way you feel, you ought not be doing this or you ought not, not, not be in business because that's not how you're going to be. You're never going to be successful with that attitude. And it's not to make you feel bad, it's but to make you understand that to do this, you're going to have to change a lot. And most people aren't, aren't able to do that. They're not willing to change a lot. They're, they're willing to change a little, but there's a, there's a point where they start pushing back. And uh, we're going to push you to your limits. I can promise you that. But, um, but it's all for it's all to help you and to make you a better business person based on our experience. And we've got a lot of experience, a lot, and we're willing to share it with you. So if you're interested, fill out one of those submissions as trucks come available. We'll let you know and we'll uh, see how you fit in the program. OK, so uh, Chris, I, I think I'm done. So, OK, and Larry's right. It is called Let's Truck. There's, <clears throat> there's two Let's Truck app. One is fuel gauges and the other one is the audio road. So, okay. All right. We'll see y'all next Friday. All right. Good night, everybody. Be safe this week.